All right, good to have you along here. We are hour two of the program. I'm Kelly Cotrera. Chris Creston is a producer of the show. He is high atop Creston Towers and the te- technical producer of the show, Rob Trevisan. Uh, Rob, don't forget our, our come on down music whenever we talk about our, our vaccines because it's another big day for people uh, who are looking to get vaccinated, specifically if you got vaccinated with the first dose of your AstraZeneca between the dates of March 10th through 19th. Come on down. The second dose is available for 55,000 of you. There are 90,000. We have 55,000 that we need to use by the end of May or it would expire. So some good news there for people that were part of that um, early trial where they were giving it out in pharmacies. I think Kingston, Toronto and Guelph were part of the trial. So You'll be able to come on down. So that's some good news. Last week, Ford unveiled, uh, it's funny, you could use that music again, uh, an electric version of Canada's top selling vehicle, the F-150 Lightning. A new car. It will become the company's first battery powered truck when it goes on sale in 2023. I remember I was uh, listening to this headline and, and people talking about it the other day. And I thought, wow, that's a game changer. That F-150 Chris, you look like you have something to add. You had a little smirk on your face, and you looked like you wanted to say something. Nothing? No, no, just uh, I was just listening to see how hot the level came in to our guest. So uh, when the music plays, it comes in really hot. So I just, oh, okay. that's why did I was we, laughing. Sorry. Did we scare Daniel Breton, who is the president and CEO <laughs> yeah, of, sure. of Electric Mobility Canada? Uh, he's with the show right now. Welcome to the program, Daniel. Good to have you on. Sorry to freak you out. <laughs> no, no, you just reminded me a few memories of my childhood. Uh-huh. Were you uh, one of those kids that would sit there and, and try and uh, see if you could get the showcase showdown? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, the the question is, how many people are going to adopt this new F-150 Lightning uh, in 2023 without the Ontario government incentivizing our desire for electric vehicles through rebates or other strategies i mean are we going to see people making the switch could this vehicle convert people over from gas to electric it is the top selling vehicle for 11 years in a row here in canada the f-150 to find out that there is an electric version of it you think this is good news i think it's great news i think it's actually a game changer uh to see an f-150 a full electric f-150 with all these features, uh, meaning that uh, if you have, uh, if you need to electrify your own home, I mean, for three days, you can supply the home with electricity coming, coming from the truck. You have the, the front, you know, the front trunk, which is, has so much room. I mean, you could put like uh, uh, two golf bags in the front, a um, lot of range, a lot of power. So I think people are really going to be interested, even if there's no rebate in Ontario right now. Yeah, it starts out now. This is the pricing for, um, not, you know, for the base price. It's $58,000, 58,000. Yeah, it is 58,000. Sorry. I thought I just put it under uh, what it was, but it's 58,000 fully loaded versions with a, a larger battery pack, more bells and whistles. Are we talking about the larger battery pack allowing you to power your own home for three days with your truck? Uh, one of the expected features that would make this truck exceed six figures. Well, no, because with the base model, you actually can uh, can uh, have enough electricity for your home for at least two days. Wow! But what I think what I think is really interesting about this truck is the fact that 
uh, it will bring a lot of people that normally would not have been going to an electric vehicle to an electric vehicle because most vehicles that are electric nowadays are cars. And most vehicles that Canadians buy nowadays are light trucks. So that's why I think this is a very important switch after the Mustang Mach-E. I think Ford has really hit a home run with this. And uh, don't, don't forget that between now and the next year or two, we will have an electric uh, GM pickup truck and the electric mm -hmm. Tesla Cybertruck uh, that looks like it's coming from outer space. But I mean, all that will be game changers and, uh, and will have quite an effect. But I would, I would like to say something, though. Mm -hmm. The thing is that right now with the present federal program, uh, you cannot have the $5,000 federal rebate because the, 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 the starting price is too high. So at oh. EMC, we've been advocating to get, to get uh, the federal gov government to be able to make these vehicles admissible for the federal rebate at least because otherwise it would not be fair because it means that if you need an electric car, you can get a rebate. If you need an electric pickup truck, you cannot get a rebate, which I think is unfair. Yeah, I thought trucks were excluded from the the rebates as well from the federal um, plan, the rebate it's, program. It's, it's not a matter of cars or trucks. It's a matter of the entry, uh, the entry price because you have to have an entry level version at less than forty five grand, meaning that this one is excluded right from, right from the start. So that's why we've been saying they should raise that ceiling so that these pickup trucks, which are the best selling vehicles in Canada should be should be made admissible the doug ford government in 2018 canceled a, the a program that that offered up to fourteen thousand dollars in rebates for electric vehicles how much did the ev uh, vehicle sales dump after he stopped that program do, do you have any stats on that or anything off the top of your head off the top of my head i think sales slowed down by at least 50 percent. so it means that bc and quebec now are way ahead of ontario because of that. Uh, but there's also the fact that NBC and Quebec, there's a ZEV mandate, meaning that the, the OEMs have to supply enough vehicles for the markets in BC and in Quebec. So there are some models that don't even go to Ontario because they don't have a mandate, they don't have a rebate. So for the, both those reasons, I mean, mm. people in Ontario may be not getting enough of those F-150 electric uh, pickup trucks because they don't have the rebates, they don't have the mandates. Really? Uh, if, if, yes, absolutely. And it's an issue because uh, you might not be aware of this, but back in 2011, <clears throat> there was uh, money put in by the federal government and the Ontario government to, uh, to build uh, electric Toyota RAV4 EVs. Uh, so with, with uh, I mean, money from Ontario people and money from, uh, you know, people from all across Canada, uh, uh, Toyota could build those uh, electric uh, SUVs, right. but because there was no mandate in, in Canada or in Ontario for that matter, all these electric SUVs, all these electric Toyota RAV4 were sent to the US where there's a mandate. So you could live two kilometers away from the plant, you could not get, you could not buy one. So Doug Ford is down in the polls because of the pandemic. And um, there's not a lot of trust where policies uh, concerning, you know, his viewpoint on in the environment are concerned. This to me seems like it would be a gift, not just as in, well, it happens to be a Ford product. His name is Ford, not that they're associated, but 
it would be a good thing to jump on. How important are these incentive programs when it comes to helping Ontario achieve achieve its long-term emissions reduction goals and um, to bringing Ford up in the polls to induce uh, to uh, introduce these um, incentives? Well, I think that I think that Ford should support Ford, meaning mm-hmm. that if we build electric pickup trucks uh, with money from Ontario people and federal government, you know, Ontario government and federal government, we should make sure that, you know, uh, Ontario citizens can have access to these. And to me, either a rebate or maybe a tax credit, you know, should be good policy for the Ford government and the Ford company and the Ford workers. Well, Ford has already um, introduced a massive influx of cash into uh, the Ford Oakville assembly plant, a $295 million investment. Uh, I think that bodes well for possibility, especially with the Ford F-150 Lightning uh, coming to the market yeah. in, what, a year and a half to um, for Ford to jump on this and say, you know what, we're bringing back the incentives and the rebate program. What do you think li- the likelihood of that would be, you know, when you look at the already existing track record he has with uh, Ford's Oakville assembly plant? It's, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, since the Ford government has decided to put money so that we could build electric vehicles made by Ford, you know, in, in Ontario, uh, it would only make sense that there would be a rebate. Uh, hard to tell if it's going to happen. I mean, uh, we have no indication of that for the near future. But I mean, between now and the time when the F-150 will be available, things can change. I mean, 2023 is past the next election. Mm-hmm. So will will the Ford government decide to come up with some new kind of rebate or new kind of program to incentivize the purchase of electric vehicles uh, in Ontario. I mean, I hope so, uh, especially since, I mean, whether we're talking Ontario or at the federal level, I mean, we have so much work to do to lower our greenhouse gas emissions and Mm -hmm. air pollution. I mean, we're far, far away from our targets. And you bring up a really good point. There's an election looming for Ford. So this is a great way to get those environmentally friendly people that already want to get into an EV into an EV or to win their vote to get them to vote for Ford again if he's ready to, as an election platform, bring in and reintroduce some of those rebates for EVs in the name of the environment. There, There is an, op- an issue of optics, I think. A lot of people viewed these rebates as a subsidy for luxury cars. What does this F-150, this electric version, do for that? That's, that's a very good point. Um, to me, it's not a subsidy for luxury time for for luxury cars. It's a subsidy to lower our greenhouse gas emissions. And when you're buying an F-150, or most people who buy an F-150, it's basically a tool on wheels. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be for work for most people. Some of them just use them for leisure. But I think that to say that it's just about luxury, uh, I mean, it's to me, it's not realistic, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I mean, most pickup trucks are not sold at 20 grand. And they're sold at 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 grand already when they're running on gas. Uh, and regarding optics, I mean, you have to keep in mind that the Federal Conservative Party uh, offered support as well in the past for the purchase of greener vehicles under the Harper government. Mm-hmm. Um 
the present federal conservative party is saying that they want to support the purchase of electric vehicle with a federal Z mandate, mind you. And even if you look at Great Britain, I mean, the federal conservative party of uh, the government of Great Britain is saying we want all vehicles to be sold in Great Britain by 2030 to be electric. So uh, it's not because you're conservative that you are against the environment. So that's to me, that's two different op op optics. Right. I think the, there's just the optics that only rich people were able to get into uh, EVs or people that were willing to go for a super base model like a, a, a Nissan Leaf or something really tiny one that you might be a little bit, a little bit concerned taking on a highway. Um, you know, there's where the optics are. And when you get into a truck, it's, it's a different group of people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why since this is the best selling vehicle in Canada yeah. to have more electric F-150, uh, replacing gas F-150s only means that you will lower the greenhouse gas emissions per vehicle even more. So to me, it's it's also about that. We're, the first reason why we want to switch to electric vehicles is because we want to fight climate change and air pollution. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but the Health Canada report that came out, I think in February or March of 2021, said that air pollution, uh, the economic cost of air pollution is $120 billion a year. Wow. And a significant part of that comes from transportation and oil and gas. So that's also something that we have to keep in mind when we're thinking electric mobility will reduce not only greenhouse gas emissions, but air pollution. Therefore, it's only good for Canadians' health. Daniel, it's been really interesting talking to you. I, I really appreciate your time. I'm going to keep your, your number handy because I think we'll be uh, talking again in the near future. My pleasure. Have a great one. It's pretty impressive what they can do with EVs now and how we can use them. Uh, Jeff in Etobicoke, you drive an F-150 for work. Would you be interested with this F-150 Lightning that's supposed to be coming out in 2023 um, actually change your mind, get you over to the electrical vehicle, the electric vehicle market, vehicle, let me try and speak English, vehicle market. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's funny you guys will be talking about this because on the weekend, my buddies and I were talking about it. We're electricians. I run an electrical company. And if I can get an F-150 that can also operate in the generator, take for instance, I've been driving to Muskoka for the last couple of weeks because I've been doing two cottages out there. Yeah. And we were in the middle of nowhere. Imagine if I had an, uh, 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 one of these vehicles, I didn't need to be jogging a generator up there every time I go up to, to, to use for my power tools and stuff. But the other thing is I want to talk about, Kelly, is this rebate. Because when Doug Ford came in, he canceled the rebate that the, uh, yeah. the government gave him for Tesla. It cost me over $100,000 just by doing that. Because I had a contract to install him in a, in a condo downtown in the uh -huh. parking garage. To I install the, the uh, charging stations. Yep. And once he took the rebate, the company just canceled the, the contract. So mm. if we institute the rebate again, I hope another government doesn't come and just with a stroke of a pen throw everything overboard because what he did was, was I, I'm never going to forgive him for that because he cost me a lot of money. Right. So if they, well, if they could get the rebate, we can buy the trucks on our company and get the rebate and then we can write off whatever portion of it we can write off on their company that would be perfect for us because now we don't have to have generators and inverters sure. and all that we just go do our jobs right i think you pointed something interesting out and it's the fact that people have uh you know i would forgive somebody for this uh if i could get that we have short memories right so 
Jack, in Toronto, you know, Ford's polling has been particularly bad throughout this pandemic, especially lately. The opportunity to get into an EV for some could be a game changer when it comes to their vote and where they're going to put their vote. If he brings back an incentive program or a rebate program, now that we have the ability to see an F-150 EV coming our way, uh, would this get you into a a zero emissions car? Absolutely not. I don't care what the... uh the the uh the incentive is uh as you know kelly i live up north uh uh take horses uh out uh quite regularly and i i i'm going to be uh, sticking to my diesel and uh, i think most people in rural and northern ontario will stick to some sort of fossil fuel be it diesel or gas i think it's a game changer though for people in the golden horseshoe especially those that are just going to be running a uh, SUV pickup truck up to their cottage and back, not really working them, I think it's a game changer. Okay, but, what, why would the worry be when you're working them? Why would you prefer uh, diesel over something you've never used, the electric, before? I just don't, I, I honestly don't think that the electric uh, power is there yet for the heavy work. Uh, like, I'm not doing farming or anything like mm-hmm. that, but... You know, certainly if you look at uh, farming equipment, just as an example, you need a lot of power to be able to pull, you know, a, a tractor uh, from from one field down the road to another. Um, you know, it, and if, if you got to do it that way. For me, I'm but that said, horse. but that said, you know, is Ford going to, if this is the way of the future, if we're going to be going towards electric vehicles, and this is Ford's best-selling product. You'd think they've, they'd have tested this out. They will be running the F-150 into the ground in tests to make sure that they can haul, that they can do the tough work in an uh, electric vehicle form because their their future depends on the EV. I think every manufacturer's uh, future de- depends on the EV, whether it's a pickup truck, an SUV, or a car. Uh, but as I say, I don't. I honestly don't think the technology is quite there yet it will be mm-hmm. i just don't think it's there yet and, it, and it's like even like as you know i also drive the transport trucks and you know they're they're testing those and, and they're not there yet mm-hmm. but all right well fine. you know what i appreciate uh jack that you tune in and uh that you you give us your your perspective from various uh you know different sides because you do a lot of stuff when it comes to vehicles and and uh for several reasons hey charles welcome to the show would this ev version of the f-150 get you into an ev and how important is it that the government does the incentivizing through rebates oh i don't believe that the government should be funding um giving a rebate to purchase a vehicle and with the pandemic the the province is in enough debt as it is mm-hmm. um evs are great in the city okay and your last caller, I think what he was trying to say was, is that when you put a load on the truck, it's going to take more energy, sure. which might shorten your distance that they say you're going to get, right? Um, you also got to factor in, too, all, it, there's not that many charging stations around. Mm-hmm. And um, um, back to, uh, in the beginning, uh, your, your guest was saying that Ford was the number one selling truck in North America. In a sense, yes, but you see with General Motors, they have the Chevrolet and the GMC under two different divisions of General Motors. If you were to take those two vehicles and put them together under one division, it would be 
that would be the number one selling vehicle in North America. Okay, so you got something right? against Ford. No, I do not have anything against Ford. <laughs> okay. I do not. I do not. But all, right. but all I'm saying is, is that is that you put a load on a vehicle, it's going yep. to take more energy to to get that vehicle to move, right? Mm-hmm. My, my little pickup truck, um, I get 7.2 liters per 100 kilometers on a tank of fuel, right? So... Back to what I said earlier, electric vehicles are great for city driving. As yeah. far as the long haul, I don't think they're ready yet. You're not yet. there yet. You're not convinced yet. And you're probably not the only one, Charles. I appreciate the call. I, th- I understand what you're saying about rebates for other people's cars. But when it comes to the environment and how much that's going to cost us for emissions, maybe we're saving money in the long run. And you have to look at that. Hey, Kyle, welcome to the show. Hey, Kyle. Oh, we lost Kyle, and he's going to be kicking himself if he hung up right then. Hey, Shane in Brighton. Hey, Kelly. So I've had about uh, five new F-150s in the last 10 years, uh, and I was wow. saying to Chris, and your other callers have made a good point. Um, I think right now, for me, I- I'm a buyer maybe in about four or five years after they come out with their first-generation electric, but it would have to be it would have to be at least a few years after. And I'll give you a good example. So. Ford came out with an EcoBoost, and when they came out with their first uh, generation EcoBoost, that was a 3.5 liter V6 uh, turbocharged uh, pickup truck. And I ended up buying one. It was a 2013, and I wasn't even at 30,000 kilometers, and one of the turbos went inside the truck. That's a $3,000 fix per turbo. So you got to figure, thank God I still have my warranty, but I started doing the research after, and this became very problematic for Ford that a lot of the turbos were going in their in their EcoBoost trucks. Mm. So it wasn't until the second or third generation of EcoBoost that they started to clean it up and kind of perfect it where they weren't having those problems anymore. So I think this first generation of electric vehicle is going to have to go through its trials with with kind of the human race, so to speak, before, before but, any serious contractor will ever buy right, one. Right, but do you think that um, people, the rebates would incentivize people to get into it, especially city drivers? Because we see a lot of F-150s in the city. It might, it might be a good incentive for, like, maybe your occasional pickup truck driver, mm-hmm. but your guy who's, who's doing contracting work like I am every day, loading your truck with a 1,000 pounds plus a trailer – the, the the incentive isn't going to be there for you because you're going to have your full vehicle right off anyway um, under your company. All right. Appreciate that call. And wrap it up really quickly with Brian. Brian, I haven't left you much time, but your thoughts on the F-150. Uh, the new, uh, is that a hybrid or is that electric? It is all electric. Okay. You were talking about the cases of brown under a blackout handy to have for a generator. You know, yeah. How are you going to charge the truck? Well, I guess the truck would already be charged, and then you'd yeah, be able to charge your house. Yeah, you for a week, like in Texas. Or... <laughs> no. Sorry. I don't... It, it, that's a question I can't answer. Like, if there's no power, how do you charge it? I guess you don't. You got me. I don't know. Like, I you understand. Gotta... At that but point, the point you're is, between... is your truck is charged. It's like, well, how do you drive your truck if you're out of gas and it's in your driveway? Mm-hmm. Good point. I and the gas station's out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, at that point, you've got to decide between heating your house and driving your car and maybe what you got to do drive to the car go and get your groceries and then come back and heat your house i'm not sure it's kind of it's it's interesting i love that feature Uh, i think it's pretty cool